Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With Michelle Smallman, I'm Randy Carricker. Great to have you with us here on 101 ESPN in St. Louis. Hockey is coming back. The Blues obviously underway at the Centene Ice Center. Teams around the league are coming back before they head to their bubbles in Edmonton and Toronto. And uh, former NHL goalie, current Sabres analyst, Marty Baran, a friend of the station, friend of the show, joins us here on 101 ESPN on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Marty, it's great to have you with us. How are you doing? Well, it's great to be with you guys, and I have to admit I'm jealous. I'm jealous that I'm watching on Twitter and reading articles and, you know, uh, watching interviews, and I'm not a part of it. Like, I'm sitting at home in Buffalo, and I'm like, we may, we may start playing again in December. I don't know. I, I wish our team was part of this, and so I'm jealous of you guys. Oh, it's especially here, right, because the Blues are trying to defend the Stanley Cup championship, and there's nothing like it. Yeah, no, this is this is great. I mean, obviously, it's unlike any other year. And uh, when you you get to the playoffs and you're defending your title, it's always a great time for the franchise, for the fans. Uh, this is going to be different, but it's still the same thing. Like you, you almost forget because it's been so long now. You have to go back to last June uh, when the Blues lifted the cup, but you almost forget that uh, what they did last year from Christmas on. And, and what they did this year, I mean, they're the best, the best team in the Western Conference. Uh, you know, one of the top, you know, three, four teams in the National Hockey League, in my opinion. So uh, it's been a pretty wild ride for a year, a year and a half here for the Blues, and it's going to keep on going even wilder with the playoffs this year. Marty, we know that the NHL playoffs are so intense. The the level that you have to get to as a player is unrivaled, I think, in any sport. But when you're coming off a pause like this and you don't have the momentum from the end of the regular season to kind of carry that wave into the playoffs, how do you think players are going to be able to adjust to that level of intensity from a mental standpoint? You know, I, I think back of 2012-2013 uh, when we went through a lockout and we missed the first half of the season. So for some teams... Like myself, uh, you know, we had lost in the first round the year before, so we were out, you know, late April. We didn't start playing until January. Uh, yes, it wasn't playoff hockey, but still, you know, there was that excitement in the air because we it had been so long removed before we had played. And I think that's how the excitement is going to be with the players this year. It's going to be a completely different environment. No fans, no game operations, no sounds in the building. Uh, living in the bubble, not being with your family. So it's going to be totally different. But I think everybody is going to be excited to be back. And that's going to give you that energy, that boost of energy, maybe that that feeling that you're entering something special uh, that you don't really need to have played you know, the last 10 games, 15 games at a high level to be able to achieve that. 
specifically for goalies that haven't been on the ice in a long time. And Marty, you had to bounce back from injuries and you've had to deal with it. But you, you go four months without being on the ice, basically three months. What's the biggest concern for a goaltender? Oh, I think mental fatigue, uh, because once you play, you know, the, usually coaches at the start of the season will rotate their goaltenders a lot quicker in, in, in the uh, in the game plan. So, you know, maybe your starter will go two, three games in a row, and then your backup will play one. And again, a two, three games in a row, backup plays one. But after Christmas and down the stretch, usually that goes to five or six games in a row for the starter until the backup plays. So you build that mental strength. Physically, you work out, you're on the ice, your body seems to be doing all right. But mentally, that's what somebody says. They're in mid-season form. I don't think it's mid-season form physically. It's mid-season form mentally. So I think that's the biggest challenge for a, a starting goalie, a guy like Jordan Bington, to be able to uh, to stay mentally sharp throughout the whole playoffs. We know it's going to be a little over two months if you go all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals. So um, that is going to be, for me, the biggest challenge. But we've seen Jordan Bington do that last year. I mean, how good was he after a loss? How mentally strong was he and composed in any situation? So I'm, I'm not really concerned about him, but I know there's other goalies around the league that I, I'd have some concerns about. Marty, every player is going into this situation with fresh eyes, which I think is really interesting because so many hockey players are very strict with their routine. They know what it's like when they go on the road, they have their routine. They know what it's like for to be at home and on home ice and have their routine. How do you think players are going to adjust to that, to basically having to start from ground zero and adjust from a routine standpoint once they get to their hub cities? Well, I think at first they're going to love it. Listen, there's there's one of the best things and playoff hockey is when you get on the road. Because as hockey players, you usually are on the road for one night and then you get out of that city. You're never staying in the same city three or four or five nights in a row. Baseball does that, right? They have a four-game series. They're in. They unpack in their hotel room, and they actually can stay there for a little bit. In hockey, you never take your stuff out of your bag. You can't put it in the closet or in the drawers because – 12 hours, 20 hours later, you're moving out to a different city. So in the playoffs, the best thing is when you check in, you're checking in for five days, and then you usually have this room in the hotel where the team all hang out, hangs out together. You play cards, you play video games. Uh, you have your, you know, your, three, your treatments, like your trainers are there. Um, and this is one of the best uh, atmosphere in, in, in your whole season. And now they're going to have that, and even at, at a bigger stage, right, that bubble is going to be the team together. We all hang out together. So it's going to be fun for the first couple of weeks. The teams that are going to do the best, I believe, are the teams that are going to be able to maintain that sense of we want to be together all the time. We're, we're a tight-knitted group, um, and, and we're going to you know, force through this all the way to the end. Uh, you're going to see some teams that are, you know, five guys are going to go one way, five guys are going to go the other way. And I think those teams are going to struggle a little bit. The teams that want to stay together and are a family in the bubble are going to succeed more. And that, boy, that fits the blues to a T. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. All right. And I, you know, listen, I know Craig Berube really well. He was my assistant coach when I was with the Flyers for a couple of years. Uh, he, that's what he does. That's what he does best. He's he, he likes to gather everybody together. He likes to give them that feeling that they're a family, that everybody has a part, 
I, I mean, I can totally see how uh, this is going to be a fun time for uh, uh, for the Blues. I just saw a tweet from David Perron uh, yesterday about, you know, with Carl Kolyakov and those guys and how they used to play video games together. And, and he seems like, Perron seems like he can't wait to go to the bubble and, <laughs> and get the video games again. So it, it, it's fun. Marty, do you have a, a great chief story that you can share with us? Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I guess I could. So my first practice I, I with the Flyers, uh, you know, John Stevens was our head coach, and, and Johnny goes, hey, Chief, why don't you give the guys a two-on-one drill? So Craig Berube gets the dry erase marker, he goes to the board, and he draws up this two-on-one drill where guys are in the corner, and then there's a pass. They regroup the attack two-on-one. I'm like, oh, that's a good drill. I like it. So then the next day, practice, John Stevens looks over to Chief. He says, Chief, why don't you give the boys a two-on-one drill? And he grabs the marker, and he goes to the board, and he draws up the exact same drill he drew the day before. And I'm thinking, I probably could have just said, hey, guys, same two-on-one drill, the one in the corners, you guys go. Like, you don't have to draw it again. So I asked one of the guys, I'm like, are we always doing the same two-on-one drill? He goes, he pulled up that drill every practice from the start of the year, and he draws it up every time. Like, it just, you know, he's just a – guys were laughing, and I think he <laughs> caught on to the joke, and he wanted to keep it fun and light. So every time he wanted to go to the board and draw the drill up, instead of just saying, hey, guys, we're doing the, the same one. It was, I, I just thought it was funny, and I thought he was just doing it just to keep the guys light and to, to play into the, uh, you know, the fun jokes that, uh, that we would do. But – uh, there's so many other ones. I mean, I played against him, and he was a, a trash talker, and uh, we can't share those stories on the air, but I, I, he was one of the best. Hey, Marty Baran, before we let you go, people that might not have been paying attention during quarantine might not realize that the Sabres uh, relieved their general manager, Jason Botterill, of his duties and replaced him with Kevin Adams. And here in St. Louis, you look at it and you say, how much did the trade of Ryan O'Reilly to the Blues and the Blues winning the Stanley Cup have to do with that? So from your perspective, how much did the O'Reilly trade have to do with the the Sabres making a change at GM? A lot of the fans there are going to say that was the beginning of the end for Jason Bottrell. I don't believe it. I think he tried to make the Sabres better by trading one player and acquiring multiple pieces. You know, uh, Patrick Berlin, Vladimir Zaboka, uh, Tage Thompson, a first-round pick. He acquired a ton of pieces. It just hasn't worked out for him. And then some trades are going to work and some trades are not going to work. But the biggest part of, I think, what happened with Jason Bottrell is that for two years now, the team has stayed the same. Um, there was rumors of maybe a defenseman being traded to acquire some some help at forward. The Sabres don't score any goals uh, or enough goals. And uh, those those were never made. Those trades were never done. So I think that's really was the uh, um, where the decision was made as the team didn't improve over the last two years. The O'Reilly trade was, you know, was a tough one to swallow, but you're not going to win every trade and – I mean, in December last year, everybody was laughing about the trade saying, well, it's not working for Ryan O'Reilly in St. Louis. It just, they got hot and he won the cup and that's, that's the way it goes. Marty, it's great to hear your voice, and uh, we're glad that you're going to be back in hockey next November or whatever, when, once we get started again. But enjoy this run during the bubble. Well, what's great is I may be able to golf and watch uh, hockey at the same time, so that's awesome. There you go. doesn't get any better. Have a great summer. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Thank you, guys.